Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Stompbox situation. My name is Austin. And my name is Ian. And it is a beautiful Sunday morning. Nice and quiet. Um, a little sunny, but a little, little cool crispness to the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little morning air crisp. It's, it's nice, you know? Austin's sipping on a La Croix. And I am as well, but they just so happen to be like our least favorite flavors. Yeah. What do you have? The cran raz? Cran raz. And I uh, got the berry. Yeah, you can drug in a berry, which I feel like berry just tastes like Tylenol medicine. Yeah. <laughs> like liquid Tylenol. Yeah, and then cran raspberry isn't enough flavor to actually be cran raspberry. <laughs> right. But it's like barely cran and barely raspberry. Really, it's like really, really old Sprite in a way. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the carbonation's still there. Right. It's like you cracked a Sprite open from like like a early 2000s Sprite here in 2018. Yeah. It's just the flavor somehow dissipated, but like the carbonation stayed because you never mm-hmm. cracked the lid. It's a little rotten somehow. That's why it tastes like raspberry. <laughs> it fermented. Yeah. You made your own little like Sprite beer, Sprite wine. Well, it's kind of like... Okay, is LaCroix really that good, though? No. Is it good, you know? It's refreshing, you know, because it's, it's a supplement than just water. It's just a little more spicy. But <laughs> Spicy. Is it good? Is it flavorful? Not really. No, not really. And the flavor dies literally before halfway you're done with the can. It, no, it's true. I mean, if we're being, yeah, right, if we're being, both honest. being honest, we'll say our answer one, two, three. No. Not flavorful. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, because okay, the thing is, I think my evaluation of it, like, I definitely agree with what you just said. I mean, it. The, I think one point is that it's an alternative to just drinking water, which is great. Water's great. There, are, I'm not one of those people who, like, has a... Drink water. Water's great. It is because I'm. There are those people out there who are like, who like don't like drinking water at all. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. ever met somebody like that? Yeah, my friend Brighton is like that. Yeah, exactly. I have a, I have like two or three friends like that who yeah. they just don't drink water. They they'd rather get their fluid through stuff that. Yeah, he drinks Coke. Oh, see, that's terrible. It's awful. I mean, but he's still here today. So sure, but I'm just like think about the sugar I know. consumption yeah he's a monster though yeah one of those people just like is a tank he's like one of those guys that would chug a whole like vodka bottle and then feel nothing he's, oh my like, God. he's that guy <laughs> just a beast yeah jesus yeah <clears throat> but i think the other point is that it it's like you sort of fool yourself into enjoying it and then you get you're like so far down the road of enjoying Lacroix or like drinking Lacroix that then it's just it's like you're not turning back. Yeah, you, like so it's I got kind of like an acquired taste, right? But then you still recognize that it's not that good, even once you have the acquired taste. But at that point, you're like you're already feet. Yeah, you already Honestly, jumped man, in feet that's, first. That's how I feel about beer. To be, to be completely honest, that's how I feel about beer. It's like when I first had beer, I didn't like beer. And then I forced myself to enjoy beer. And I still don't really like beer, but I'll drink it. I know what you're you saying. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like there's, like I've never cracked open a beer and been like, oh, this is so good. Mm. Me personally. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have because a lot of people mm-hmm. like beer, but. No, I, I relate to what you're saying. I mean, I have those moments where I do feel that way. I think I get the point you're making of like, it's never on a flavor level. Is it really actually as enjoyable as it seems or as people mm-hmm. make it out to be? And you right? know what? This is the perfect transition to what we're talking about today. If you work on something long enough, do you actually enjoy it? Right. If you've worked on something long enough, do you really enjoy it anymore? And if not, then do you continue to do it? You know, Or do mm. you continue working on it? Could you ever work on something so long and you start to question, is this even a fucking song at this point you know Mm -hmm. like are these just waveforms flying past my screen you know well yes kind of right you know i mean to question everything right especially i think probably more so and i'm just assuming but sitting in the chair of like the engineer or the mixer or master producer like any of those roles doing sound engineering i feel like you probably analyze it even more on that level right yeah you definitely do if you come in and do takes and you just hear the song over and over again it becomes like what am i even hearing yeah it's like mashed potato totally yeah Yeah. you don't you definitely don't get to enjoy it in the same way you do if you're like listening to somebody else's record Mm -hmm. like mastering stuff i've been mastering songs recently and that's that's really interesting because i don't get to see what they put in the track you know i don't see how many takes they did Mm -hmm. or like how many plugins they used or what kind of processing they do. I just get to hear the final track and just get to master it. And it's so interesting to do that because I come in with such fresh ears and a fresh mindset and a different perspective on the song that I feel like they, they, as of like the client, the client would never have or the artist would never have because they've known the song for years. They've recorded it for months mixed it for months, you know, and they're so, I guess, trapped in this idea of the song. And then when you send it off to somebody new, like that would be me for this example, it was like so, it's so interesting just to like kind of guess what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you've been on the that other end. Yeah. You know, I hear what you're saying. Would you say though that in those different roles though, whether you're like involved in the recording or not, you know, to kind of tie it back to what we were to the kind of the topic i guess do you think you still get to that point where you're you're just looking at all of it as like sound waves and it becomes less and less yeah. of a song to you it's yeah. just like oh god totally. okay here's this part here's this part and you've heard it 400 times or i guess it's an exaggeration yeah. are you talking about mastering or uh, recording i don't know maybe you could share a little bit about both, like where you land on both for that type of idea. Yeah, because I feel like when I'm recording somebody and we do countless number of takes, at some point it's kind of like they're all pretty similar. Like there's so many minute differences on each one, so we're just kind of picking a vibe at that point. And I used to work with this one engineer and he told me that after the fifth take, if they don't have it down or if they don't have like a general idea of how they should play it after the fifth take, then they just aren't ready. Which is interesting mindset because he's been through the years of recording bands and recording artists. So he knows like he doesn't want to waste the time of doing like 40 takes, mm. you know, because that mm-hmm. typically means that they're unsure of what they're going to play, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. So you were, we, you and I were just listening to uh, Casey Musgraves, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that. And it's like, 
on an album like that, where it's very cut and dry, the different parts, although it's a fantastic album, you can tell like there's verse, chorus, yeah, like bridge, very produced. Cur- like it's very produced. Like there's there's set sections to it, and a lot of music's like that. Do you think in that type of setting, that's where that type of mentality is useful? Where I could see like you go in and do like a rock and roll solo. And after the fifth time, if they don't have a solid take, I feel like that could be maybe detrimental in that type of scenario. Do you think that? Or I think when it comes to that level of professional production and like professional engineers, I think doing those extra takes doesn't really matter, you know, because everybody knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's probably a bad way of answering that. But I feel like, you know, like recording bands that are just unsure about the part is what I mean. You know? I see what you mean. It's like we, we're we doing drums today and the drummer comes in and, and doesn't know what he's doing new, for the verse. And he's like, right. yeah, I don't really know. He'll do a pass and then he'll say like, what should I play during the verse? That's when it's like, right now we're just wasting time. I see what you're saying. You know? Yeah, there is a distinction there for sure. Rather than like, I feel like when they were doing like drums for the Casey Musgraves new album, they probably talked beforehand or she probably had a good amount of time of pre-production of just band practice and stuff mm-hmm. i'm just guessing but yeah no no, no, you know no. I, mean? I, I get what you're saying it's more like figure out what you want to do and then we'll, and then we'll do it and then we'll track it yeah mm-hmm. it makes sense yeah do you think you should continue to work on things and i guess i'm asking you because you you hear a lot of different music as you i know you've been doing mixing i know you do some mastering i know you engineer right like you do all sorts of things for people's bands you're involved in a lot of different levels so do you i feel like this is a better question for you in some ways but do you feel like at some point when you do get tired of the music or you get burnt out do you think you should pull out and have somebody else come in or is it more like you just finish the job and then move on i think it depends on what role i'm doing like if i'm just engineering the song i would never take a producer role you know, I wouldn't step on that that person's shoes. To me, you know, I only care about if it sounds good and if things are interacting nicely with one another, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like even if I do like the song or not, as long as it sounds good and everybody's happy and I'm still like creating this sonic image of what the band and producer wants to hear, then like I'm totally cool. But if I was producing it and I wasn't really connecting with it, usually I just say something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like it, stuff like that. Because I feel like that's why they contacted me. Right. You know. Right. So at that point, if anything, you try and help them steer into some different direction or so, yeah, or something along something those else. lines. Like, try to yeah. be more creative critically. And with, like, mixing and mastering and, and recording and all that stuff, even if I don't like the song, I still do something to the song that I like. So mm-hmm. eventually, at the end of it, yeah, I'll like some aspect of it, you know? Right. Like, if I'm mastering yeah. a song and I, I really don't enjoy it, but I put on a certain EQ and I just love the EQ settings on it. Then I'll probably like the song more. I get what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You put your own like f- touch, your own flavor in there, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me. Do you feel the same way? It's like you're coming in to record a song on like a hip hop beat. I know you didn't listen to a lot of hip hop songs. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, totally. And then you put your guitar on it or you put bass on it. Do you typically enjoy the song more after that? That's a good question. I think it would depend on the person and the artist, like the the person I'm helping out or doing something for. 
because I think about a lot of the stuff I've done has been with someone who's like beats or their music I actually enjoy, even though I'm not that much of like a hip hop rap fan. I actually yeah. enjoy what they're doing. It's it's creative. It's unique. Um, I enjoy the samples they choose. So there's like this base level of enjoyment off the bat. And I, but I think to speak to your question, I definitely enjoy it more once I've had the chance to contribute something to it because I feel then a part of it, like I've got to put some sort of little signature in there that's mine. And yeah. at that point also- put a I little think, Ian Spice in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then it's also a collaborative effort at that point. So I feel like that, <laughs> I feel like that brings me closer to the music and makes me enjoy it more, I'd say too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think if I wasn't enjoying something and I was already there in the moment, I'd follow through with it. You know what I mean? But if I had the chance to review something before and I just really didn't connect with it, I don't know yeah. that I'd come in and do something for it. Because like I'm not sure if I'd do to. a great... Right. If I if, yeah. if I have the luxury of saying no, then I might say, oh, you know, I just don't connect with it that much. I don't know that I'd come up with something useful or productive or yeah. just, you know... Like it's if some vibe. no yeah like if I yeah. if someone asked me to come record on a punk record and I needed the money and I knew I could do it okay I'd go do it but if I just felt like I was doing it just for the experience I most likely you know say no to like a punk record like if someone said hey can you come in and do this I'd probably be like no hmm. like because I, I just won't actually produce something that they that the serves way. their music well yeah yeah. I don't know, because that's a that big part sense. of it for me. I don't know if that is something you think about a lot. I think it's it serving is. Serving the song? Yeah, just serving the music, yeah, serving dude. the song. All the time. Yeah. That's like my main stress. Yeah, because why else do it, right? Yeah, it's like you're trying to make the song better, mm -hmm. you know? Last time we um, talked a lot about what I've been up to, and I know you shared a little bit today, but maybe you could just, I don't know, share, if you want, a little bit about what you've been up to the last few months. <clears throat> yeah, what have I been up to? I've just been doing a lot of band stuff in a way. I've been trying to play more shows with Western Waters. I've been trying to get this other band that seems to die every week and then gets reborn every week to just have some sort of longevity. Um, that band's called the Watsons, kind of like this indie rock thing. Um, other than that, in playing, I've been trying to get more jobs, just more gigs and more experience as a mixing or mastering or recording engineer. So I've been putting myself out there doing that kind of stuff. Been picking up mastering jobs. Yeah. Know, why not just try out the experience? Right. Uh, I've been recording Sir Please's next new single. So I'm actually going to go mix that today and see how that turns out. And I've just been doing little stuff like that. Like trying to pick up EPs of people or pick up singles from people. Still working on my own stuff. I don't know. Just trying to be in the studio as much as I can, really. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, totally. I feel like nothing super life-altering has happened to me. Like you had the decision of doing music and you switched majors and like you chose this whole new life path. I feel like I've been riding the wave of wanting to do this. Not saying that you haven't, but mm -hmm. I've been riding the wave of like of wanting to do this for a couple of years now. So right, like you've I've had your been, you've you've been oriented on a day-to-day -day life, like on the scale of day-to-day -day life, you've been oriented toward it for a while. 
Because uh, I know yeah. what you're saying. Like, I've wanted it, but you've been actively, I think, pursuing it because that's there hasn't been something else in the way or something else keeping you from it. It's been yeah. like, okay, that's what I'm doing, and that's all mm-hmm. I'm doing. And I feel like, you know, I get what you're saying when you, you're saying sort of I've been riding the wave of that a lot longer in some ways or you've been at it for a while now. Yes, yeah, so I'm just trying to keep going at it. Right, but you know, I mean, things. I guess at least from the outside, it seems like there has been some life changes where you decided to leave your day job because it's it kind of making you miserable. Yeah. And you decided, well, you know what? I'm just going to go even deeper into music. And I think that's then mm-hmm. pushed you to go and explore some of these things you were just talking about. Like mastering. No, that is true. I did leave the day job and then kind of dove into music more and then got a job as a studio tech. There was a life shift of where I'm kind of like throwing my balls in the court, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that did happen. And that did open me up with time, of course, and just commitment, commitment mm-hmm. levels. So I feel like since then I've definitely improved in a way, which is interesting. It's like my ears have improved. I was thinking about this the other day. My ears have improved recently where I can hear minute things, but my ears get tired really fast. Hmm. My stamina went down, but the accuracy went up. It's interesting. Yeah. What? Why do you think the stamina changed? I don't know. I have no idea. Before you could work for six hours with yeah. sharp ears and now... I mean, I know this it's isn't like, real timing, but like, let's say you could work six hours sharp ears. Now it's what, three or four or something? And you're like... No, like one day I did 9 a.m. to 5 a.m. of recording. And the whole time I was like fully aware of what I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. And then now I can only do like 12, say I start at 12, so 12 to four or five. And then after that, everything just seems to be mashed potatoes. Mm. But I feel like I can hear more now. Yeah, maybe you're just more discerning and maybe even in some ways, maybe it's just like a healthier, you've taken a healthier stance at recording and listening, you know? Maybe before you were just pushing yourself and now maybe you just see that it doesn't actually maybe make it better. I'm not sure. I'm just kind of throwing some yeah, stuff I don't know. out I mean, there. It's, but. it's like I wasn't even trying to push myself last time. I just kept going until I got tired. Right. And I just wouldn't get tired. Mm-hmm. But then now I just get tired really easily, but I can hear a lot of different things. Right, right. It's interesting. Weird. Yeah, It's like when you play guitar and your bends are really accurate. Like your bends were kind of accurate before, but now when you play guitar, they're more accurate, but it hurts your fingers. <laughs> So you don't bend as much. I see what you're saying. It's super weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I relate. I definitely um, go through different periods of, uh, I don't know the right word for it, but maybe just, you know, my level of energy or my ability where I've felt like my ability has slowly been increasing over the last few months. But I, I, there were times where I'd play for like four or five hours a day or I'd jam out for like four hours straight or whatever. And, Although I still sometimes do that, I'd say there's more of this balance to my day-to-day time and how much I play because I, I don't know, I get to this place of like, I feel like diminishing returns sometimes. Hmm. Maybe that's what you're feeling. I'm not sure where it's like, Yeah, you know, I used to, like I, the few times I played with you guys, I would go to a practice and then oftentimes I'd go home and play my guitar for a couple more hours or whatever. Yeah, And now I'll just play the practice and then go home and rest which i never yeah. used to do as much before it's kind of keep going it? do you feel yeah. like you're 
getting better though because of that? Yes. Yeah, I and I don't know if it's because of that, but I think just I think maybe I'm playing I don't know. It seems like I'm playing more frequently, but not for like extended chunks as much. Yeah, you maybe aren't it's burning be- yourself out. Right. And I think maybe it's because before I'd be in, you know, I'd be in class, you know, studying computer science or calculus or whatever and then i'd come home and maybe just feel this fire of like oh i gotta i gotta improve today or something and then i'd put in a few hours but then the next day i'd have a bunch to do for class so i'd like take Mm -hmm. that time off because i didn't really have the time to play so i'm thinking maybe it's just as a result of that you know Mm -hmm. that it's changed um and maybe that's why i've gotten better too it's just more frequent frequency and i have more time to dig into like better practice habits i think too i don't know that i always had great practice habits when it came down to it yeah like practice techniques or just meaning schedule wise not schedule wise more technique like more technique more like instead of sitting down and having fun with my instrument um which i still do obviously but instead of doing that for a couple hours like i'll make sure always there's this space in there where you know i'll work on a bunch of stuff and the metronome's on the whole time you know, and I'll, you know, play stuff at like 50 BPM and work my way up to 100 or 100 and something just to get my hands like more dialed in, my timing more dialed in. And yeah. before I do that, but for a much shorter period. And I feel like now it's just more of a focus on that type of thing. And, you know, working on sight reading and working on like my ear and it's it's a slow th- development because it takes a while, but I feel like those things are slowly all improving because there's more of a directed focus on those things. Yeah. Not as much of like, oh, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes, an hour, and then I end up just like, you know, jamming over backing tracks that I'm making or yeah, that are on the internet or whatever. Like now it's more like I'll, some days I just do the concentrated practice and it's not as fun always, but I think that's the stuff that kind of just makes you better mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And I read this interesting thing, like an interesting quote from some engineer in Nashville. And he was saying that once he kind of took his music career and looked at it as a nine to five job and treated it as a nine to five job, he just got so much better because he was saying he used to do like the noon to midnight and like early morning to early morning, you know, mm-hmm. and just like kill his body. And do yes. That kind of stuff. Yeah. He was saying that once he kind of broke it up into a normal like eight hour day after he would go home to his family and like friends go out and enjoy his life he said that it just got so much better because he wasn't like killing himself over it right right which i mean makes a lot of sense and i think has to do maybe with it might be what you and i are doing sort of unconsciously too which is taking a devoted few hours really putting in the work and then just taking time to actually rejuvenate and recuperate and Mm -hmm. rest yourself in a way yeah um and I've been, I, I definitely relate to that though. I don't know about you, but I've been trying to shift to that a little more like with my playing is treated as this discipline. Cause I'm not that I'd say full-time as a player really in, in a lot of ways, very part-time um, as far as it being my job. And part of that's cause I'm going to go to school and study a part of it's just cause I recently really decided to put myself out there. But I think even in, in light of that or in lieu of that, I should say, um, I still been looking at it more as like a discipline where there should be a devoted time in my day where I do that mm-hmm. and treat it more like a job in some ways and yeah. not to suck the joy out of it, but just to, to not kill yourself over it. 
not kill yourself yeah. and also genuinely get better. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but sometimes there was those practice days where I sat down and I was playing, but like I didn't actually get better because someone just gave me this metaphor the other day, actually, uh, actually yesterday, this guy I was playing with, um, Sean, he, uh, he said, I really like this metaphor. It was like, there's sugar playing and there's like protein playing or like sugar music and protein music and sugar is the easier stuff that makes you feel good and is fun to play. But the yeah. protein is not that it's not fun, but it's just radically builds your skill more, but it doesn't give you that like sugar high, right? Yeah. It's kind of like the same feeling of eating the donut feels great for breakfast or whenever, right? Maybe you're mm-hmm. later in the day, you get a coffee and a donut or pastry or whatever your, your uh, vice is. I don't know. But like let, that sugar feels great. But if you go and have like a salad instead, yeah, it doesn't always taste as good or it's not always exciting chemically or for your mouth or whatever, but yeah, ultimately you feel better or ultimately it gives you better energy for the day. And I was just thinking, I've been thinking about, about that now since that guy shared it with me yesterday a yeah, lot in those terms, you know? Yeah, like, I feel like hearing that makes me kind of think I've been doing a lot of protein stuff with my ears recently, not a lot of sugar because I would love to do like Americana country stuff like jam band stuff in a way or mix that kind of stuff. But I was doing like rock or rock punk, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. So I feel like that's been protein to me. Maybe that's why my ears are getting more tired because it's not something I'm so accustomed to. Right. You know, cause it's easy for me to throw up EQs and, com- and compress shit with music that I know, you know, right. Rather than something that it's not. So I think it's my brain is kind of rewiring yeah, it's more... My ears are being like, what are you going to do here? Because... True, yeah. You never really dealt with this before. Yeah, you're working out a little more, right? Yeah. You know, it's like doing... It's like not doing a lot of core work and an exercise, and then all of a sudden you're doing a bunch of abs. Yeah. And it's you're sore as hell, but you're getting stronger because of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's, that's, that's cool that... I don't know. It's cool that that metaphor could apply over to where you're at, because I've definitely looked at my experience the same in the same way, you know? And those terms I feel like are a great way of talking about it because instantly when you used it for your scenario, I I felt like it connected with me in a way where it was like, oh yeah, no, no wonder you're probably getting more tired. You know what I mean? You're working out in ways you haven't before in a mm-hmm. sense. But I think that's going to wrap it up for today. It was a, it was a shorter one today, but I feel like we don't want to overkill it and um, I don't know, me personally, I want to get back into catching you guys up with what Ian and I have been doing and then get back into the maybe pedals and music topics. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. But thank you, as always, so much for tuning in today. We know it was a little slower one. We're both a little tired today. Mm-hmm. but It's the morning where we're at. But we very much appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you want to send us a direct message, do it on any of those platforms or shoot us an email at stompboxpod at gmail.com and we would love to get back to you or take your suggestions. So yeah, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear what you have to say and we will catch you soon.